Welcome to the Gut Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word for you. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutchurch.com. I'm going to give a little bit, if you were here Sunday, I'm going to give a little recap of what Pastor Bill spoke on, and then just jump into something that I'm very, very excited about. So Pastor read Matthew 16, 18 on Sunday. It says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I mean, if you've been at gut church long enough or you've seen church, seen some other stuff, TTH, tougher than hell, that's where this comes from. Man, we are tougher than hell. Right? People are going through real battles. Right? Tonight, you're facing something. And the Bible just says, hey, listen, I'm going to build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Know who you are. Know who you're sitting with. Know who you're around. Know who stands with you. You have people in this room that have been here a long time taking an incredible stand for God. They've seen battles, they've seen fights, and they've seen victory over and over and over again. Man, isn't that cool? You see those shirts, you got to think about it. TTH, tougher than hell. I see hats out there. It's so awesome. But what it it really means, man, that's who God created us to be. While we always talk about helping people win, that's how you win. You got to be tough. You got to be willing to, if you get, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. It's not that we're perfect, it's man that we keep, we stay in the fight. Nothing can knock you out of this fight of faith. I don't care what it is, I don't care how difficult it seems, I don't, I don't care how long you've been battling it, nothing can knock you out of this fight. You stand. The Bible says when you don't all to stand, stand there for Man, make sure that's who we are. God's plan for this church is to make disciples. He said that a few times lately, and I love it. Right? Go and make disciples. That's who we are. There's so many things we have going on at this church, from guts groups and dinners and school of ministry. Get involved. Man, find a way to get involved. Find a way to get connected. I'm telling you, there's power in numbers. Man, when we get connected to people, when you can look to your left and your right, and you got people standing with you, there's nothing like it. Whether it's a business decision, whether it's a family decision, when you're going through something, you want to have the right people on each side of you. And the way you do that is, man, you get plugged in. Pastor Bill said it for a lot of years. Come 15 minutes early, stay 15 minutes late. If you're not sure what to do, man, I, I hear you saying get involved and get connected and get to know people. Start coming 15 minutes early and start staying 15 minutes late. Well, what am I doing? You're just here. Man, you're just on the campus. You're going to run into somebody. Man, they're going to strike up a conversation with you, and you're going to find different connections. But it's just how it happens. But if you slip in right when worship starts and you slip out when, as you go preach, it's going to be hard to get to know anybody. It's going to be hard to get connected. So, man, if that's been you, I'm glad you've been here. But it's time for the next step. The next step is, man, you come 15 minutes early and you stay 15 minutes late. Ephesians chapter 4, 14 through 16, this is kind of going to be the direction where I kind of dig in is that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Pastor Bill said a wind of doctrine is a teaching without basis, right? We don't want to be, if there's no base to it, we don't want it to be knocking us off, off course or by the trickery of men and the cunning craft, craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love. I think sometimes some of us are passionate. We want to speak the truth. But are you doing it in love? Right? 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. When you read that, it basically says you're just a clanging symbol if you don't have love. I mean, if you're speaking the truth but you're not doing it in love, I promise you they're not hearing what you're saying. Right? We have to speak the truth. That's who we are. We got it in us. We got to get it out of us. But we have to do it in love. If we don't do it in love, the hearer doesn't receive it. And that, that, it's not worth saying it if they're not receiving it. Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. 
from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The church matters, this body matters. Can I just tell you guys, you belong. There's a part here you have to play. And here's what happens so often in church is that comparison game. I want to do what they're doing. I want to be where they are. I, I want to have what they have. Can I just tell you, that's not God. He created you individually. And, and he's, got, he's got a gifting for you. He's got something that he set apart for you to do. But if you get caught up looking at what somebody else is doing, you're going to miss what he has for you. You cannot compare yourselves one another. Don't be comparing yourself one to another. Because God has called you to a specific purpose. Man, if he's called you to be a gatekeeper, if he's called you to be security, be security. If he's called you to work with youth, go work with youth. If he's called you to be a parking lot, go be a parking lot. Whatever he's called you, whatever he's called you to do, man, be that. Don't get caught up in, ah, but I wanted to be that. I wanted to be there. Uh, yesterday, the, we started the school of ministry day with worship. It was awesome. Kate was there. Poppy was hitting some kind of cool drum thing. And I was like, this is a moment. And I'm just singing, man. I'm like, this is incredible. And Pastor Bill comes up, whispers in my ear, goes, you're really bad. And I was like, I am. I, I, like, I've known that for a long time. I know I'm not a good singer. And then he gets up in front of me and he goes, you guys ever heard Chano sing? He's not good. And I was like, I know that my job is not to be doing what Opeta's doing. Sometimes it's that obvious, but sometimes it's not. But in that moment, I was like, yeah, I know. I'd love to be that guy. That's not who I'm called to be. You guys would not stay for worship if I was the one singing. You would. You'd be like, turn it up, right? Scott wants us to not turn it up. We would turn it up if I was singing, right? Let, let, it, let, let the musicians drown him out. But don't compare yourself, right? Uh, I want to do what he's doing. I want to be who he is. I, I want to stop. There's a function you play in this church. And the Bible says it, we grow. It multiplies when we play our part. Can I just tell you everything? If you have a kid in the preschool area, how thankful are you for the preschool workers? Right? If all your kids, if all my kids were in here, I wouldn't be able to focus on this microphone. Like, sit up. Take notes. Put your phone away. Right? With my own kids. Man, but they're over in youth receiving from, from Harold, and Pastor Bill's over there speaking to them, and the, and the ones in the preschool are, are receiving from that team, and I love it. I love it. Miss Kelly is gifted to work with one-year-olds. Man, one-year-olds love Miss Kelly. I can barely give them five without making them cry. Right? Like, it's it's not who I am. It's who she is. She's gifted with kids. But if she was trying to be something else, it's difficult. So you got to figure out what God's called you to. you got to figure out who he's called you to be. Quit looking around and, I want to be that, I want to do this, I want to do that. I wanna, he owns a business, I want to own a business. He doesn't stop. Yeah, right, be motivated as you see testimony or testimony, but figure out what you're supposed to do. Can I tell you, you're only going to be great at what you're supposed to do. You're going to be very average at whatever, what everybody else is doing. So figure out what you're called to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 12. I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Right? He's putting us together. The body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body was an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. 
How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we close with the greatest care. So we are careful to protect those parts that should not be seen. While the most honorable parts do not require the special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes a harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here's what, when I read this story, I know this is going to be, you have to stick with me for a sec. We went on vacation, I don't know, like three years ago. We went to the beach, beautiful house, right on the water. It was like November, so the water was too cold for me, but just right for the kids, I guess, right? They can run and jump in it. I'm not putting my toes in it, right? And they're like, let's play a family soccer game. And we got a few really good soccer players in our family. And I'm like, yeah, fun. Adults versus kids. We're just going to push them down anyways, right? It's hard to run on the sand. And we're doing awesome. And my wife goes to kick. And my daughter, being lightning fast, somehow gets her foot in front of her. And my wife kicks her heel. And she's like, I think I broke my toe. I'm like, you didn't break your toe. You probably just stubbed it. Let me pull it out. It's not a big deal. She's like, I don't know. I feel like it's broken. I'm like, you ever broken a toe? She's like, no. I'm like, then you have no idea if your toe's broken. So we FaceTime a friend that's a nurse, and she's like, ah, it's probably broken. And I'm like, what do you know? Like, right? Like, I know this is your field of expertise, but I think it's jammed. So we go to the doctor, and it's broken. And, uh, and you're just thinking, it's a middle toe. What does a middle toe do? We'll find out it does a lot. Like, it's hard for her to stand. I mean, the rest of the vacation, I feel like I'm carrying her on my back, and I'm like, what is happening? It's a toe. And at that, it's a middle toe. Like, the outside ones I could understand, but in the middle... Like, not a big deal, but it is a big deal. So sometimes you feel like, hey, this is an insignificant role I have. But can I just tell you, sometimes it's setting the whole body. You have to see that. And you have to go to God to see that. Because the world or maybe even people around you are going to make it feel like, is what I'm doing matter? Can I promise you it matters? I remember the nightmare. We used to do nightmare outreach here. Man, it was incredible. And some of the roles I thought, that that is... That guy sits behind a curtain and he hits a smoke button so it fogs up the room. That cannot be cool. But I'm telling you, when you didn't have the fog in that room, that room wasn't the same. So what we thought was maybe an insignificant part changed the entire, uh, the, the play, the drama that we did, the nightmare. It changed it when you didn't have these certain things. Every part is important. Even that middle toe, come to find out, is important. It all, it all, man, it all runs together. And I, 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 please see that. And, and hopefully, I, what I want you to gain in this message is that you have a part to play. You're not just here. You're not just here to listen. And you're not just here to come up and worship. I mean, you're here to play a part. There's something that God has for you. Don't miss out. Don't sneak in right in the music and don't sneak right out. God has a part for you to play. God compares the functioning of the church to the way our bodies function. In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. God designed the body with each member having a part. You have a part to play. That doesn't matter. Age doesn't play a role in that. Right? Gender doesn't play a role in that. Race doesn't play a role in that. You have a part to play. And and it's just incredible. I I always think about uh, Pastor Juan Charles. He was on the parking team for eight or ten years. Eight or ten years, just faithful, faithful, faithful in the parking lot, does our internship program. 
I mean, just incredible. And I remember going to Pastor Bill and saying, we need to start a Spanish service. And I said, we have a guy in our parking lot that is gifted. Man, he knows how to rally people. The word is in him. We have to start a Spanish service. And he says, yeah, let's do it. And I'll never forget that Sunday. He said, hey, we're starting a Spanish service. And Chano's going to preach. And I was like, whoa, that was not the idea that I gave you. So for the next year, I had to learn how to read in Spanish. But it was really cool because I remember Pastor Chuck, he said, I can't get up there and speak. And I thought, hey, I just sold a service for you to get up and speak. And it was cool to see him over the next year develop and and just, I mean, he preaches so powerfully. I get to watch him week in and week out, and it's just incredible. But he held down in the parking lot for eight to ten years. And I bet a lot of people didn't know him other than that guy. I think about Josiah. Man, all you guys walk by Josiah in that crosswalk. God's got some incredible things for Josiah. But, man, right now he's standing that post. That could be eight to ten years. Right? That's what it was for Pastor Chuck. Eight to ten years. God did something in him and his wife and his family in that time. So that, so that what could happen? So, man, this church could be birthed out of him. So that, so that see, Glacier ministry could be, uh, you know, come through him. So I just want to encourage you guys. What's your part? You have a part. You're sitting here listening. and it, You're going to disqualify yourself. But, man, I have family. I have a job. I have work. I, I have all these other things that are taking my time. I really can't get involved. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I don't care if you come early and pick up trash. Do something to get involved. And it's not because of what it does to the church, it's because of what it does to you. You think it's for the church, right? You think, oh, they just want our help. No, no, no. I know what it does in me when I serve, right? I I know what it does when when I don't have to be somewhere because of my job at the church and I still go. I'm telling you, it's some of the most rewarding thing I do in the church is when I don't have to be somewhere and I go there and I get to serve and I get to help. So you have a part. You have a part. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. God gives value to each member. There is value in your job. There's value in what God puts you to, whatever it is. Man, don't, don't, don't despise small beginnings. Don't think I'm just a parking lot guy. Man, this is just where they have you. Just be faithful with it. Wherever they put you, just be faithful. Say, yes, God, I'm in. God, I'm in. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. All I could think of when I was reading that was one fight, we all fight. If one fights, we all fight. That's the kind of church God's church is. If you are going through something, we want to fight with you. Do not fight alone, which I'm a fan of. I'm not a very big guy. I love fighting with others, right? Like, I, I mean, like when that verse says where two or three, are, you know, two or three are, uh, one, one can be overcome, but with two, you know, it's harder than with three-quarter uh, strand. It's not easily overcome. I love that verse because I'm like, yeah, I, I envision like Opeta on this side and Big Anthony on this. I'm like, who's going to take us? All right, there's three of us. It's really two and a half, but whatever, there's kind of three of us. And, and, and I, I'm ready to attack whatever I have to attack. But that's where I see that. And I see that spiritually when I have different guys that are standing with me. Chris Hart, Sean Schaefer, Matt Swagger, Jason Law. These men are, I mean, you're like, what could I not go through? What could I not, right? Because the people that are standing next to me. And we have different gifts. We're not the same. I mean, Chris Hart is phenomenal at motivating people. That is not who I am, right? But I can encourage him, and I can, I can make sure that he's doing what God's called him to do. But if I start thinking that's me, I'm going to miss it. I'm not Pastor Bill. I'm not. If I come up here and I try to be him, it's not going to work out for me. i got to be who God's called me to be. You have to be who God's called you to be. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says this. 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's the New Living Translation. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to know what his will is, that good, pleasing, and perfect will. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. I love that. Right? Like, don't think you're better than you are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If given you the, uh, your gift of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I love that one of the gifts is just showing kindness to others. But you know when you've been around somebody who's genuinely, genuinely kind. You're like, my gosh. Man, when you're around that person, you just feel like they just treat me with incredible, I mean, they just, they, they care for me. Right? That's, I mean, he's like literally saying, if that's what it is, that's what it is. That kind of stuff can change the world. You don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be, man, if it's kindness, if it's generosity, if it's, man, you go make a ton of money and you give and you get to see the kingdom built, that's a gift. Find out what you're called to do and do it. Quit looking around. Quit wondering what everybody else is doing. Quit comparing yourself. Figure out what am I called to do? What is my part in this body? Because can I just tell you, this body is better when you're doing your part. This body can grow when you're doing your part. This body can make a bigger impact, man, when you're in the role that God's called you to be. So what happens so often is we're not. Man, we get disjointed. We're trying to do something we're not supposed to do. Man, I'm just here to encourage you, play the role that God's given you. He's given you a part. You belong. That's key. you got to realize you belong. You have a place. You have a part. You have a role. Now find it. First, to get on the same page with God for the church and also maintain it requires more than just a desire to be that way. Here's what it takes, man, to be part of the body. You have to have a committed life to God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. you got to be committed. You got to be, and it's on our baptism shirts, all in. That's, that's a life-changing statement for me. I remember, I remember being like a junior and senior in high school and answering all these altar calls because I just kept messing up and messing up and messing up. And I just thought, I'll just keep going to the altar. I'll be fine. And then I remember having this moment. I just thought, I can't do this. Like, no one in my family is doing this. I don't really have any friends that are really living for God. I don't even think this is possible. I remember, ha- I remember having that thought. And I remember the next time somebody gave an altar call, I'm like, I'm not going up. I'm done. Like, I'm, I can't do it. I mean, something just kept drawing me, and I was like, I've done this a hundred times. Like, why would I go do it again? And I remember going up there, and I remember everybody's repeating this prayer that I've repeated a thousand times. And I remember just looking up, and I just said, God, I'm all in. Every part of me. Whatever it takes, I'm yours. Whatever I got to quit, I'll quit. Whatever I got to stop, I got to stop. Whatever it takes, God, I'm all in. And I'm telling you, I have not looked back since that moment. 
I have not looked back since that all-in moment. We ha- if you want to be a part of the body, if you want to function in this body, you got to be all-in. Man, you got to be committed to God. Number two, you have to have a life that's not conformed to this world. you got to have a life that the world says, man, it's different. You're not doing it the way we're doing it. Can I just tell you, the world does not give 10% of the income to their church. The world does not do that. But someone who's committed, all in. Yes, that's easy. And then some. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm telling you, if we want to function in our part in the body, we have to have a life that's not conformed to this world. We talk different. We act different. We treat people differently. We help differently. We serve differently. If you don't get an attaboy, that's okay. If you don't get a thank you, that's okay. Right? We encourage ourselves in the Lord. We're doing it for him. Not so man can see it. And we're doing it for him. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. We are different. We have to do it differently. Number three, you have to have a connected life to the church. You have to be planted. You got to have roots. You, gotta, you can't be one foot in, one foot out with the church. You can't. Man, you got to say, this is my home. These are my people. This is, this, this is where I'm planted. Man, my, your roots got to be deep. It can't be like, oh, I didn't really like the way they talked to me that day. I'm going to take my tree somewhere else. It can't be like that. You got to be connected. You got to be planted. So in Christ, we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Right? Because me being planted isn't just about me, but I'm connected to others. It's not just about me. Pastor Bill said that a long time ago. He said, you know, people be like, well, if you don't do what God's called you to do, he's going to have to call somebody else up to do it. He's like, no, no, no. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, people die and go to hell. First time I heard that, I thought, okay, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm not going to be afraid of that statement. I'm not going to back down from that statement. I'm going to make sure that I can say I did exactly what God called me to do. That's what that statement has to do. That's to motivate you to be like, yeah, there is no one else. It's me. He created me. There's people that you're supposed to reach that I cannot reach. There are people that you got to go share this gospel with, this good news with, that you got to invite to church that I don't even know. You have to do it. You got to play your part. Think about the body. The body is made up of many parts. Each part is important and needed. Each part has a function that contributes to the whole. Parts of the human body function interdependently. Right? The hand needs the foot whether it knows it or not. Like we need each other. And I think sometimes for men that's hard. We just go at it. We just, we're going to grind it out. We're going to do it ourselves. It doesn't work. Pastor Boy says if you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. It's like the greatest statement I've ever heard because I hate doing anything alone. So it was really, really good for me to hear that personally. But he said, if you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. And I just thought, and, and I've said this because I remember reading it, and I was like, Jesus always sent them out in twos. He didn't send them out in ones. You can cover more ground in ones, but you're going to be more effective in twos. Why? Because one gets in 1,000 a flight, two can send 10,000 a flight. That math does not make sense to me. That's how powerful we are when we're together. That's how much more we can accomplish when we do things together. Stop doing things alone. I'm a loner. That's who I am. Stop. That's who you were. That's your old life. You made Jesus Lord of your life. You're not a loner anymore. If you belong to Christ, if you're in this body, you're not a loner anymore. You're not, I'm just shy. I like to keep it to myself. Not anymore. Right? It's, that, that, that life is dead and gone and buried and don't go, don't go digging it up. It's over. You're not a loner anymore. We need each other. 
There's gifts of people in this church that you need in your life. But if you stay alone, you miss it. And you'll miss it. Don't do things alone. You know who the enemy picks off? People that are alone. People that don't have people standing next to them. Like I said, you're going to come at me in an alley, but if Anthony and O are next to me, you're going to at least think about it. You're going to really think about it if you're going to come at me in an alley. Start throwing a few more guys in, and you, you're going the other direction because we're coming after you. Right? That's how, that's how the body works. That's how it works. But when you're by yourself, you're easy pickings. You're easy pickings. The enemy's going to come after all your stuff. Quit doing things alone. Stop being a loner. Every part is important and needed. Every part is contributing to other parts. That's huge. Please hear that. Every part is important and needed, and every part is contribu- contributing to other parts. What I do affects what other people do. I think about greeters. I think about people that are just faithful at the front door. Man, people who, who I know have been at the church maybe two, three years, and I know they're going to be there because that's their post right now. I'm not wondering if they're going to show up at church. I know they're going to be there. They've committed to it. They've planted themselves. That's who they are now. I love it. Man, that, that motivates me. I, I, I see God doing a work in their lives. I love it when guys get involved in this church. Man, there's, there's plenty of guys. I remember the, the first conversations we had just trying to figure out where do I start reading my Bible. I, I remember then, then you get to see them. And you see them doing ministry. And you just thought, this, I remember three years ago, they were asking me where to read the Bible, like where to start reading the Bible. And now it's coming out of their mouth when they pray. I love that. That's why we're here. That's how we make disciples. You're here Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. Man, if you're in the school of ministry, you're, you're getting it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Eat it up. Can I just you, get all of God you can get? Don't stop. Don't slow down. I, I, I'm going to say the, pe- the right people around you, they're like, you're always at church. You're like, yeah, I am. That's where I want to be. If the pastor Bill says the doors are open, you got to be in the house. If these doors are open, be, I just think about men. You have a thousand excuses why not to be at the men's retreat. Make a way. You're a man. Find a way to make it happen. Man, get there. I'm promising you ministry is going to happen on that weekend. But, I, but we all have excuses. We all have reasons. Man, there are things in my life that I, that I had to shift over to my wife for that weekend because we got to be there. we got to be a part of what God's doing in this house. Last verse, Ephesians 4, but I'm going to read 11 through 16. And he gave himself some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love. May grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. There's a purpose for us doing our part. There's a purpose to what God has for us. And it says, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This church grows when we play our part. This church grows when every joint supplies, when we do what we're called to do. Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. When I, when I hear that knit together, that's the verse I think of. Also, when I think of Big O and Anthony, that's the verse I think of knit together. You want the right guys on your left and your right. You want the guys that you know are not going to give you their opinion. 
They're not going to be like, oh, man, that's a bad report. They're going to say, what does, God, what does God's word say? Or they're going to begin to speak God's word over you. If you don't have those friends, find them. They're here. They're sitting in the first three rows. Man, come make friends with them. Come find them. Come pray with them on the side of the stage when we're done. You know what they're going to do? They're not going to give you their opinion. They're going to give you God's word. They're not going to give you, they're not going to try and make it sugarcoat it, try and make you feel better. They're going to tell you what God has planned for you. They're going to speak life. And sometimes it's offensive because sometimes we want to sulk in it. Oh, poor me. No, no, no. We're not taking that stance. Stand up straight. God's got plans for you. God's got plans for you. There's a place for you in this house. Man, there's something and there's a purpose that you're supposed to accomplish in this house by whatever joint supplies. The word by lets us know that we are going to be given the means through which we are joined and held together. Right? God's bringing us together. God's placed you here. It's always cool to hear people's stories. How did you get here? Well, I met so-and-so, or I knew so-and-so, or I drove by, and I read this, whatever it is, or I used to watch Pastor Bill on television, and man, I was going through this, and I was looking up churches, and it's just awesome to hear stories of how people got here. But at the end of the day, we're here. We're here. And I remember my story. I, I was a student at ORU. I was rooming with Sean Schaefer, and we didn't really have a church. We were kind of going to different churches in the morning, and I just remember going home and, and, and at Christmas time, and there was an old, older woman there, and she just said, hey, what do you need prayer for? And I was like, man, I just want a home church. I want what I have here, but in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she said, well, I'm going to pray that it's going to be written plain on walls. And I'm telling you, I closed my eyes, and I could see guts spray painted on a wall. And I just thought, well, I guess I'm going to guts when I get back. And that was 24 years ago. And this is what I asked for. I wanted a home. This is home. This is home. I, I mean, we're planted. We're not going anywhere. But that's what I asked for. That's what I wanted. That's what I desired. I knew, man, if I got planted, that I could begin to fulfill what God's called me to fulfill. Some of you guys are missing it because you're one foot in and you're one foot out. And get planted. God has a purpose for you. The purpose for God bringing us together is for the growth of the body. And, and I'm going to end with these two points. Relationships matter and being involved matters. Relationships matter, and being involved matters. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Right? The world is like, oh, on your phone, do this, do that, do that. That's great, right? If you're out of town and you got to do it. But you find a way to get in this room as often as you can because relationships matter. You want to be able to see people, look at people, talk to people. I, I know sometimes it's just easier to stay home, right? Don't. Get here. Get here. Get in the room. Get around these people. And then being involved matters. I'm just, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. When people get involved, what it does for them. Because I know you think, it feels like it's smoke and mirrors. Oh, the church is, has things. That, no, no, no. It's what it does for you. It's what it does for you. If you're going through something, serve someone else. Help someone else. Get plugged into the church. And we have next steps the first Sunday of every month. If you have not started serving, Get to the next, next steps. I don't know what I do. It doesn't matter. Be 15 minutes early and stay 15 minutes later. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for every person in this room. I think that you have plans, that you have purpose, and that you have a place for them. God, that they belong in this house. God, as they're getting rooted and planted in this house, God, and you begin to reveal. You begin to reveal the, the, the great things you have in store for them. If you're in here tonight and your life's not right with God for whatever reason, maybe you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, maybe you have, but you've walked away 
and you're just not living the life that you should be living, we want to pray for you. And maybe you're here and you just felt like, man, I've just never felt like I belong. I, I never really felt like God had something for me to do. But tonight, man, you want to know that you know that you belong. You want to know that you know there's a place for you. There's a plan for you. We want to pray with you tonight. So if either one of those are you, man, I just, I want to belong. I want to have a place. I want to have a part. Or, man, I just need to start living right. I, I need to make that decision tonight to get my life right with God. If that's you, can you just raise your hand and just wave it at me? Simple as that. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you, both you guys. God bless you over there. Anybody else? That's awesome. God bless you, sir. I just need to get my life right. I want to belong. I want to be planted. I, I want to accomplish that purpose God has for me. If that's you, just raise your hand. If you haven't raised it, man, I've been off track. I know I've been off track. I'm getting back on track. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Anybody else? I love when people start pointing at other people. God bless you. God bless you. Man, that's awesome. God's going to do something incredible. All we have to do is be willing vessels. Show up. Every time the doors are open, you've got to be here. I'm going to ask everybody to repeat after me. Everybody say, Father God, I give you my life. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I put all my trust in you. Forgive me for the wrong things I've done. I choose tonight to forgive those who've wronged me. Thank you, God, that, that I have a place here, that I belong, that you have purpose for me. My life, every part of it, is yours. I choose to be planted. I love you, God, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.